Welcome to the Live Damn Well podcast. My goal with this project is pretty simple. In a world which has become increasingly divisive and polarized, I want to bring you a balanced perspective of health. To deliver on that promise, I'll seek out experts with conflicting opinions to tackle the topic of health from as many angles as possible in order to make this podcast into an amazing resource for anyone looking to improve their health. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Live Damn Well podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about something which we haven't really covered in previous episodes, which is living with childhood chronic disease. This is something that a lot of people are unfortunately experiencing more. Uh, We have around 50% of American children having at least one chronic disease, which could include asthma, it could include mental health disorders like depression or anxiety. And it's often not discussed what it's like to live with those disorders. It's really very crippling. And, you know, myself having grown up with uh, some food sensitivities, um, insomnia, um, you know, IBS, uh, it was really tough because you you feel like it's just another thing added on top of um, basically social anxiety, uh, not feeling like you belong. And it's really tough because there's almost a sort of hopelessness that comes along with that oftentimes because if you go to the traditional doctor, uh, sometimes, especially with IBS, it's sort of like people don't really know what it's caused by or how exactly you fix it. I mean, there's several pharmaceutical treatments for it, but really to put it into remission is sort of not something that most doctors will sort of be be trained on, at least nutritionally, unless you go to a specialist, right? But it's it's really difficult. And, you know, I had it light compared to many other people who have had, um, you know, arthritis or, you know, severe depression since they were, you know, in elementary school. I've had, uh, I've talked to people who have had suicidal ideation since they're in like third grade. And so it's, very difficult to understand uh, if you've been living your whole life being able to eat all of your favorite foods, never really having any problems sleeping, you know, you're always just sort of um, at this high level of health without even trying. Um, and so it can be difficult to understand where someone comes from with that and, and sort of their journey. And so I wanted to get Amanda uh, at least love on this podcast because she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at a very young age and it was very crippling for her. And she uh, thanks to her grandmother, has found in, in uh, many ways to sort of dig herself out of that hole. And, uh, you know, as we talk about on the podcast, to have her being diagnosed at such a young age, it meant that she basically was sick for pretty much her whole life before that diagnosis. I believe it was 20 years old that she had the diagnosis, but that meant that she had been struggling with her health probably her whole life, it just finally manifested as this, as this uh, disease state, you know, at 20, which meant that she had, you know, a lot of work to do in sort of trying to repair that. Um, But she has, and it's very inspiring. Um, And it's something that, uh, you know, I think is is important to talk about and is inspiring for a lot of other people who are dealing with chronic diseases at such a young age. Now, that being said, before we get into the podcast, 
I want to highlight some of the sponsors which help make this podcast possible. And of course, every sponsor and any sponsor that I will ever mention on this podcast will be something that I have personally invested in myself using my own money to to try a product and to objectively determine whether it was actually helpful for me or not. And so one of the first supplements that I ever tried to try to improve my insomnia was actually magnesium and a specific form called... Uh, I believe it was magnesium calm, so it was magnesium citrate. Uh, that helped a little bit, but you know, it's sort of magnesium citrate is tough because it can really loosen your stools, um, for lack of better words, and uh, that can be a problem for some people. For others, it can be helpful, especially if you're constipated mostly. But I didn't find it to be particularly useful, um, so I switched to another form called magnesium SRT by Jigsaw Health. Uh, it's a slow release technology. It's magnesium uh, malate. Uh, and so the the nice thing about this form is that it has been shown in several studies to actually improve athletic performance. Um, magnesium in itself has been shown to improve sleep, and it actually comes with some B vitamins that help with the especially vitamin B six, which sort of helps uh, with sleep as well. So I take this form with some of the B vitamins added, and it has been very very helpful for me in terms of athletic performance, in terms of recovery, and in terms of helping getting my sleep back on track. So if you want to check them out, you can use the code LiveDamnWell for $10 off purchase of the Slow Release Magnesium from Jigsaw with the link in the description. Also, I recently, kind of crazy, I didn't use probiotics for years, probably like a decade until pretty recently when I had some really bad gut issues. And, you know, I had been sort of holding off because the Just Thrive probiotics are a bit pricey, but I said, you know what, like I'm really struggling. I'm just going to try this. So I tried them out and I was really surprised to find that not only did my digestion improve, like I was no longer feeling like super, super full, inflamed and bloated after meals. Um, I was also able to sleep better. And that was a really crazy side effect that I didn't expect. Uh, I was calmer throughout the day. Um, I sort of didn't get as stressed, so I I was sort of more resilient to stress. Um, So I really highly recommend uh, Just Thrive Probiotics. At least check them out. They have uh, some clinically tested uh, species uh, of and strains of probiotics um, in their formula, and it's spore-based, which means that they should, they sort of have a better survivability in your gut than than sort of the more traditional probiotics which you put in the fridge. Not saying that those are necessarily useless, but uh, it sort of makes sense that if you can keep your probiotic out on the shelf without having to be refrigerated, it probably is going to survive better in your gut than it you know, needing to be refrigerated, right? Uh, they also have the strains, as I mentioned before, which a lot of the brands of probiotics never even mention. Uh, so it's very cool that they're being very open about the specific species and strains that they use in their probiotic. I highly recommend it. And you, my friends, can get a hefty 15% discount code using code LIVEDAMNWELL. Actually, scratch that, L-D-W. For Black Friday, you can get a even larger discount code. So you might want to hold off. You'll get a 25% off discount using code LDW25 with a link in the description. Finally, if you enjoy this show, please consider supporting it either through the through the sponsors or through buying me a coffee because I love coffee and checking out my book, Return to Human. Link will also be in the description for that. Now, let's get on this with the show. I hope that you enjoy
All right. So today I have with me Amanda Elise Love, registered holistic nutritionist and podcast host. How are you today, Amanda? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I want to really dig deep today into kind of your health journey um, because uh, fibromyalgia, you know, is something that I think I didn't even really know about it until like about a month ago. Like I didn't, I've heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was until I had a few clients of mine tell me that they had it. And so, and so from your kind of podcast, listening to a few of the episodes and hearing, oh, maybe there's something nutritionally that you can actually do or something with your environment that you can change that can really help with it. So kind of start me there. You know, what was that like for you? Uh, Yeah, it was quite a journey. I grew up and I was just sick all the time. And I was just like, what is going on? And I was born six weeks early. So right away, traumatic. Uh, I actually had recently had a grandmother. She was like, well, did you know you stopped breathing when you were a baby? Like, she's like, I actually had to do CPR on you. And because your parents didn't want to use the breathing machine and they went out and everything like that. So automatically traumatic, traumatic, traumatic like experiences in my life. Uh, parents divorced when I was six, dad remarried eight, eight years old. And there was just a lot of like, my stepmom was not very nice. So there was a lot of emotional abuse and stuff going on at that time. So from like, eight to 14 years old i had to deal with that and like that was a big thing i tell people um even the courts got involved that last year so it was very traumatic and suppressing the emotions which i feel like that's a huge thing is with a lot of health issues we suppress our emotions and it actually contributes to our illnesses i feel like um i like out of high school, I was like, okay, I love personal training. I want to do that. Did that, um, completed a six month course. And then tw- two weeks later, I turned 20. And all of a sudden, I was in so much pain. I was so fatigued. I was so exhausted. And I had no idea what was going on. I stopped going to the gym because I would just come home and I would just crash for like two hours at a time. Um, Taking a shower was painful, uh, brain fog, sleep issues, all of it. And 10 months later, they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia at 20. And this is coming up on 12 years this fall. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So (laughs) before you were diagnosed, did you also have some of those symptoms and you just thought it was normal or it wasn't really until you hit 20? Um, so I had a lot of symptoms. I had a lot of sinus infections was a big thing I used to have. Uh, a lot of times I would run temperatures, but they weren't, they were like normal temperatures, but even if it went up just a teeny little bit, I would be down. And this is like 10 days at a time. This is not like a short little sickness. Right. And then you add in hormones as a teenager, then pretty much you take the whole month off right and so I never knew what it was like to be well like I never knew what it was like to be well um add in the fact that like school never came easy because I was always always playing catch up so like I didn't know 
like what it was to be a normal child. And I didn't understand why I was the always sick. And that's the thing. My sister yeah. was healthier and she was two years younger and I was always sick. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was talking to, to Maddie Lansdowne, I just released his episode a little bit ago um, on my podcast. And yeah. We, we talked about something which I can't take credit for, but I really resonated with it wherever I heard it from. Um, and it's like yeah. you, you're living underwater for so long that you don't even know what fresh air feels like. And so I feel like that just that seems to be the case with what I went through. And it seems to be pretty true with what you went through as well. Yeah, you just you get into this whole like you're underwater and you just don't know what's going on. You're like. Am I gonna ever get out of this? And for me, I always had this belief. And like, I have this personality where I'm like, okay, I would get what get through a lot of these hard things. And I, and that's the thing is like, a lot of people tell me they're like, oh, you're an overcomer. And I've gone through so much in my life that like anything that's thrown to me, like I'm gonna overcome it. But it's a lot at like a young age to be like, why am I sick? Why can't I do activities? Why can't I do all these things that everybody else can do? And it's hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. And so in your mind, was that kind of like, like almost normal to you? Like it was, you know, did you think that at one point other kids kind of went through the same thing when you were younger? Um, I knew, no, I don't think no. I ever thought it was normal. Cause I was like, my sister's exactly two years younger. She's two years in a day. And I'm like, this is not normal. Uh, but like I had my normal things I would do. Like I knew when I was sick, like I always record a bunch of TV shows because I'm like, well, I'll probably be sick in the next week or two. Like I had my sorta and Maddie, who was also on my podcast, and he interviewed me for my 100th episode, he, he said, well, I don't know how you got through what, like, how you got through all of that. Like, how did you get through that? And my answer to that is, like, I had a mother and a grandmother, especially my grandmother, who was the driving force to wanting me to get well. And then also, I feel like, for me, it's, I'm a very strong Christian. So my belief in God was also a big part of why I got through that stage of my life. Got it. So your grandma and, and kind of religion played a role there. Yeah. I mean, I can see how the story could have been a lot different if you didn't have at least some sort of support system there, because that's, you know, I mean, if you think about, and I don't want to take it like as far as like, um, like suicide, but it is related, right? I mean, if you go through such right. hard things, you start to you know, feel depressed, like naturally, like if you don't have that support system. And like, we see that with the rise of, you know, suicide and depression, anxiety rates, and, you know, people as old as me, like, and younger, right? Like I've talked to people who, when they were in elementary school, they were thinking about like killing themselves. And it's like, this is so crazy. What's going on, not only in our like biology yeah. that's causing us to be depressed, but then right. what is it about our environment that's not allowing us to overcome things that are really hard? Like in your situation, right? It's like something that is so, 
so much to deal with at such a young age, emotional stress, physical stress, that that support system for you was like, that allowed you to even overcome that like huge physical obstacle, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing is you have to get that emotional support too. And like, this world is, you could be really lonely in this world and stuff like that. It's hard. It's hard making friends. It's hard having people around you all the time. It's hard. Like even a few months ago, I went through this stage of like, okay, I'm in a new city. I'm coming up on a year. And I'm like, I just don't know who my close friends are. Right. And so like, it's hard. It's hard to find those people, but you really need that community of people who are going to be there. It's also, I was like, oh, it's also about, I have to deal with some trauma stuff from childhood. And I think that's the thing too, where, okay, we got to deal with the trauma stuff and it's not the easiest thing. Right. And I think that's the thing where it's like, okay, can you get help for these trauma issues? Right. Can you get that help? I went to something in my church and it was with three other ladies and they're like, okay, what trauma is coming up? And I had something come up from like 13 years old. Right. And they're like, can you forgive those people who are in that memory? Can you speak a blessing into those people? Right. And that's the thing. And then I did it like I did it back in April and I was like, okay, this was fine. Like, I don't feel like I got anything out of it. Right. And then like a couple months ago, I was like, okay, that was interesting. But now looking back, I'm like, okay, like I had been dealing with some health issues earlier this year and I haven't been sick and stuff like that. So for me, it was the healing part. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes our health issues come up and it's not having to do with food. It has to deal with, we have to forgive people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think something that you said about, um, trying to forgive people who like really hurt you let's say when you were little right like right now yeah. you look back and you're like oh well you know this like five-year-old little kid just took my frisbee and threw it in the lake or something right right but like, but, like and it can be such a little thing and, and of course there are way bigger things than that i'm just saying, giving it as an example but like yeah let's say it's that right and it's like for you yeah. for that little kid that probably hurts a lot right because it's like your friend that's doing that right and so yeah. for you to go back and just try to forgive it's like kind of weird but you have to validate that you had those emotions and kind of put yourself back into those shoes right it's hard it's hard it's really hard i like going back to like a memory from when you're like 13 years old and you're 32 and you're like okay this is not fun and like i realized i just while like i was when i was doing all the things too i was trying to busy myself to not focus on like I still had to heal some stuff so I didn't want to focus on that and like so all the emotions were coming up the last like for three months where I was just like okay this is exhausting I'm mentally exhausted I'm tired like I'm crying all the time and I'm like I'm not a person who cries and I'm just like this is a lot but now 
this is like probably ended in the last like two weeks. And now I'm like, okay, I finally feel like I'm on the other side. And that's what I tell people is like, every year you might have something to work on. So this year it was trauma for me. Last year it was just like getting away from like toxic relationships and stuff like that. And not moving away from like family and stuff like that. And then the year before I lost that grandmother who was the driving force to me getting well. And I lost my dog, like who I had had for 14 years and 12 days before she was like, she passed. So that was back to back. And so that's the thing. You also have to realize, okay, there's always something to work on. And it's not always food. That's huge. That's huge. I, I recently just kind of talked about that on my Instagram. That was like, you know, I, when I first started trying to fix what was going on with my health, because it was a lot of, you know, depression, anxiety, a lot of right. like gut issues. I couldn't sleep. Like there was never any time where I remember yeah. when I was little that I could sleep. So it was like, okay, let's try the magnesium. Let's try the glycine. Let's try the L-theanine. Like I literally yeah. just, I wasted so much of my own money on trying to figure out what was going on when I, when really like the thing that had the biggest bang for my buck was going and doing the work of, okay, what happened when I was little that, and by the way, this is a definition that I heard, I believe, I'm not sure if it was from Dr. Peter Atia, but I heard this a couple of days ago, what trauma is your, it's a maladaptive nervous system response to something that happened to you in your childhood. So something that yeah. permanently changes how your nervous system works, an event or a wow. series of events. So it's like, you know, you're emotionally abused, you're physically abused during your childhood, right? right? And then your nervous system is just like, okay, from now on, we're in fight or flight all the time, right? And so something like that is, is crucial because, you know, even if you're giving it like nutrients for the nervous system and you're giving it like the adaptogenic herbs and all this stuff, if you're not getting to the core of like, why is my nervous system acting like this? Then yeah. it's going to be tough to make a, make a change. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is like getting to the root cause of why you're sick and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, well, if I eat whatever healthy they think healthy is, uh, it's going to fix everything. It's like, what is, it's a holistic approach. So what is your relationships? What's your environment? Like, what is your spirituality? Like, what is it? It's not just one thing. It's not a one size fits all approach. And people always are like so focused on the food. And I love food and food's such a big part, but it's not the whole picture. Let's dig into that because um, I want to understand, you know, for you, what was, how did you start developing, you know, this idea that, okay, maybe I can fix this issue with my health because I'm sure that you probably heard from doctors um, well, I don't know. I'm assuming that you probably heard from some doctors like, no, you just, you know, you just take this medication. Sorry, there's nothing you can do kind of thing. Was that the case? Yeah, that was the case. So when I went to the top, one of the top rheumatology places in the country, uh, they were like, take the medication. This is going to help. And that was not the answer. I only took it for a few days because my grandmother was like, you're not staying on this. Um, the second thing they recommended was physical therapy 
-hmm. So like, and which now I think, okay, that's interesting. But like, it was weight training and swimming. And I just would come out and I was just crying. And I was so much pain. And that was a big thing. Um, but the big, the one that was the worst was pain management. So with pain management, you had a, like a hospital gap and they would shoot this huge needle into like your back. So all the different trigger points. So it was like 14 of the 18 and the, your blood sugar would crash and they would have to have, you would have to have juice and cookies to raise it back up. And so that was excruciating. Like that was the most excruciating thing I've ever done. And for me, I was like, okay, what is next? And eventually my grandmother found a newspaper clipping, said a wellness talk by a wellness chiropractor. He was only 10 minutes away. Um, and she went to his talk and he's like, well, if your granddaughter is only 20 and she has fibromyalgia, she's been very sick for a very long time. And that's when my grandmother has said, that's when a light bulb went off in her head. She's like, oh, he really gets it. And I found out I had two genes predisposed me to a gluten sensitivity, highest in his practice at the time, uh, soy sensitivity, egg sensitivity, dairy sensitivity. And this was when I was 21 years old. And so that was 11 years ago. Wow. So you were my age. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. and then, so, so you started on this protocol. So you started, did you start removing those foods? Was there anything else that you started doing? Um, yeah, I, so I started on the protocol. I removed all the foods. Uh, he had me on a bunch of, he had me on some supplements. I remember he did like chiropractic stuff. Um, he tested my cortisol levels, which were high. I remember. And yeah, but it's been so long. It's hard to remember everything. There were some other things he did in his office that you would have to do also. Okay. And, and what do you think helped the most there? Was it like removing the food sensitivities? I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was the food sensitivities, but I was still like, I remember I did do some other things like acupuncture after that and some other things because I was still getting sick. I think it was also the fact that like, my body wasn't used to not being sick. So I had to just take time years to like get used to not being sick all the time. And also the fact that like, I feel like the trauma telling my story and like getting help with that stuff, I feel like that's really like been helpful in the last couple of years is to be like, okay, I need help. Like, and sometimes I'm not the best at asking for help, but as soon as like, I realized as soon as I was like, okay, a couple months ago, I was like, I'm lonely. I don't know if I have friends here. And I actually took down some walls that I didn't realize I had up. So I was going to my church and I had only been going there for like a month or two. And I was just like crying. And people are like, what's wrong? Can we pray for you? Like, and then all of a sudden, like, people were like, okay, do you want to go out? 
out? Do you want to go do things? Like, and then my two best friends, like that was the time where they were like, I mean, they had always been good friends, but then they took it up a level and then they're like, oh, let's do whatever. And then that's where, when we got super close. So times, sometimes I feel like we just need to let down these walls that we have that are like protecting us probably from something from our childhood, right? Right. So, so I guess one of the big turning points was the food, right? It was like yeah. trying to figure out, all right, what is going on physically in my body that's causing yeah. this like hyperinflammation, um, you know, throughout my entire body and that's causing this disease, right? And then the second one that's also, you know, a lot of people think trauma and they're like, oh, it's just mental. It's just, you know just kind of get over it mentally um, and you'll be fine, right? But like, right. I don't think that people realize that your mental state also can cause inflammation, right? Like if you're chronically yeah. stressed all the time, like you're gonna be physically inflamed. It's not just that you feel stress, it's that your whole body is like on fight or flight mode and it's, you know, yeah. you're probably gonna have higher levels of like C-reactive protein and you're gonna have, you know, higher levels of inflammation throughout your body that are gonna predispose you to a whole laundry list of diseases. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, we're so stressed out all the time. And we need to realize, okay, what is stressing us out? Is it something like, is it something like if someone irritates you, is it them or is it something that like you haven't dealt from mm -hmm. like childhood, right? Yeah. Because that's how it was with me a couple months ago where I'm like, is it really about him or is it about something from childhood that I haven't dealt with, right? And I think it's hard, whatever generation you're from, where you're like, okay, I'm not, I have to deal with my emotions. Like, it's not always the funnest thing to be sad. It's not fun to be depressed. It's not fun to go through these emotions. And sometimes you have to journal it out and be like, and, but I think with journaling it out, it's really good because I could look back from now to like even two months ago and I'm like, okay, I'm making progress. And a lot of times we don't feel like we're making progress in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's a good point. I think um, there's a famous Tony Robbins quote that's like, you know, don't compare yourself to someone who um, to who someone is today, but compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And I think that's like, yeah. that's huge. And like, even like in, in my clients, I'll hear a lot like, oh, you know, I can't go to the gym because I look at all these people who are so fit and lean. And I just feel so embarrassed about myself. And I'll be like, well, yeah, okay. But have they been doing that their whole life? Probably, right? Like they've probably <laughs> been doing this forever, right? And so it's just not helpful and it's not realistic to compare yourself to other people but you need to compare yourself to your own markers of success like how are you compared to like last year even right yeah and that's a good point because i was like i think that's the thing too is like we compare ourselves to these people and it's hard like i was comparing myself to this person also and i didn't realize it until like this thing happened and it's hard it's hard to not compare yourself to somebody and be like, oh, they're doing this or they're doing it better or like that. And it's your life and you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. And 
you have to realize you are enough and if people want to be in your life or they don't want to be in your life that's okay and you don't always have to be striving 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 for people to be in your life like that's what i was struggling with was i was doing all the things and i felt like okay why are our friendships not working or why am i not quite connecting with people and i realized like i was just doing too much and putting too much pressure on myself. So like a couple months ago, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, if people like me, then they'll reach out, they'll start asking me to do things. And that's the thing is like, we always don't always have to be striving for people to like us or for friendships that might not be the right fit for us. Yeah, and I think that definitely goes along with the trauma piece of things. It's like, why do we feel like you know, we're not enough or, you know, we're awkward and, you know, we don't fit in. Like, what is it about what we went through when we were like little children and we barely remember it that like now we feel like we have to keep, you know, basically copy paste our past onto our future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to actually, you know, define what fibromyalgia is, because I think I should have done that at the beginning, but I totally forgot. So can you like walk us through what, what is that? So I tell people, so they think it's arthritis condition, but they also are saying now they're coming out with research. It's an autoimmune condition, but fibromyalgia is excruciating pain down your neck, your shoulders, your back, your whole body, like your whole body just aches, like incredible pain like you just can't take a shower like i remember taking a shower i'd be like this is painful like wearing a bra like i didn't do that for like a year and a half like there's just the bra straps hitting my shoulders was painful um sleep is a big thing like you just can't sleep like you feel like a like a truck has hit you and that was also something i dealt with like IBS, brain fog, where you just can't focus. Like you're like, what? How am I supposed to get anything done? Um, those are like the big things. And I tell people, it's not something where it's like, oh, it happens every once in a while. It's just like a consistent, consistent thing where you're just like, I, I don't see the end of the tunnel. And what is it like for you now compared to back then? Um, so now I tell people I don't deal with pain. Like, that's the thing. I could have a normal life. I could go, like, I used to not be able to go, like, I didn't go and do things for a long time. Like, I think I would go out maybe every couple weeks, but like, I could run errands. I could play. Like, I just went to Arizona, visited my two nieces. I have the one is turning three this month and the one is four months old. So I can play with them and be there for them and do all the little kid stuff. And that's the thing. I can have a business, like I'm now dating a guy. Like I could have done that like when I was sick. And that's the thing. It's like, we have to realize, okay, we don't, if you're not dealing with your health right now, that's not good because you don't know who the people are that are gonna come into your life five years from now, six years from now, 10 years from now, 12 years from now, right? 
I didn't know I would have nieces. It's stuff like that. So you gotta, 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 gotta like take care of your health. And it can't be for, and it has to be for yourself, but it has to be also for those other people around you. And for you, you know, what does a typical day look like for you in terms of like, what do you do to maintain that kind of, you know, pain-free life that you now have? Um, so big thing for me is like, just taking care of myself. So am I making sure to eat the foods I need to eat? If I'm stressed out, I'll, I'll eat off. I will eat a little off, right? So making sure I have the healthy food, making sure I'm meal prepping at least once to twice a week, right? So that I have food all ready to go. So I don't have to always be thinking about that. If I, how's my sleep? Like what time am I going to sleep? Am I stressed out? Am I doing my journaling? Am I doing my God time? Am I doing spending time with friends, just having fun and not like working myself, like actually taking care of myself. And I think that's the thing too, is making sure to take care of yourself every single day. And like I tell people, I'm like, I'm not perfect. Some weeks my energy is not as good and stuff like that. That's something I'm working on. Um, it's hormone stuff, but like, like I'm not in pain. My energy is pretty good. My sleep is really good. Like I could, like, I, I could have, like, I dealt with those things like 12 years ago. Like those were like big things and not taking the little things for granted. Like taking a shower, going for a walk, like that's also important that people should realize if your health is so bad, like those are the things that you are gonna appreciate the most when you get better. Yeah, that's huge. And I think, you know, something that you're emphasizing more than I think most people um, kind of wanna talk about is, you know, the more uh, spiritual and the more um, you know, psychological and mental health side of things. It's like, like gratitude. I mean, if you want it to be all like, let's say like scientific about it, like you go on PubMed and you look up gratitude benefits and there yeah. are real legitimate benefits of gratitude and like that feeling right. of, of faith and love and, you know, appreciation for people and, and your life is that's big. And so I think that's interesting that that helped you with something as severe as fibromyalgia. Yeah, I, I tell people like, my, for me personally, it's like my faith is super big. Like that's a big thing that I, like I'm even taking like a discipleship school in like September for nine months. Cause I'm like, that's something I wanna grow even more. But like my faith supported, like loving people, like that's important to me. Family is important relationships are important to me because in the end we're gonna leave this world and we're gonna leave like we'll have relationships and that's the most important thing and stuff like that it's who did we help and like what did people think of us and stuff like that so amanda what would you leave people with you know if, if they could only um you know, read like two books or, you know, two resources on 
you know, how to kind of help themselves heal and help themselves be healthier? You know, what, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a, so I would say one of the books I like, it's a huge book is staying healthy with nutrition is one, and then prescription for natural healing is the other book and they're both pretty big, but they're not like, you don't have to read both of like all of them, but they have like really good advice. Like the one has good advice for like, if you just look up a health condition and you just want a little few like little tips and stuff, like it has all the health conditions in the whole book. Perfect. Perfect. And then where can people find out more about you? Yeah, everyone could find me on Facebook. It's Amanda Least Love. I have a Facebook group, Physical Emotional Health Secrets. And the podcast is Physical Emotional Health Secrets. And it has a, over 130 episodes. Amazing. And I'll link to those resources in the description. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it far and wide with as many friends and family as possible. And please check out my book, Return to Human, How Modern Medicine, the Media, and the Mundane Have Destroyed Our Health and How to Move Back Towards Optimal Health. You can find it on Amazon. Just click the little filter, books. And please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes. That would help us get this message out to way more people. Thank you for listening.